trains in Germany are using aromatherapy to soothe the angry passengers. Space tourism is getting popular, and should people be having sex up there? Also, Argentina cracks down on football fans who tear up their money. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a Los Angeles closet. I got three weird stories from you from all over the earth. Ooh, all over the earth. That's what we do. German train operators are resorting to aromatherapy to soothe the pissed-off passengers. Why are the passengers so angry? Let's learn a little bit about the German railway system. <laughs> Weird AF News! The article begins by saying, if you need something done well, if you need something on time, everybody knows you hire a German to do it. They're very punctual. The Central European nation is renowned for having exchanged their sense of any kind of humor for immaculate punctuality and efficiency. What, you don't think Germans have a sense of humor? <laughs> Did you enjoy my show? Yes, very much. You, you weren't uh, smiling or laughing. I'm smiling right now. Germany is a place where the trains run on time. You would think they would run on time. You would think that the Germans wouldn't have it any other way. But apparently, if you look at the state of German railways... It's a disaster. You have to question whether the country deserves its reputation when it comes to this sort of thing. In a nutshell, the railway is a mess. Currently, a third of Germany's trains are chronically late. A third of them. And it says here things aren't getting much better despite billion-dollar investments in railway infrastructure. It's not getting better. Chronically late trains. We cannot have this. Late trains. What do we do? Well, it says here, in order to placate the irate passengers... The Deutsche Bahn Railway Company is resorting to decidedly esoteric tactics. In addition to making self-deprecating jokes in public and trolling public figures on social media, they're now wafting soothing scents into their train cars in order to keep the people very calm. Who knew essential oils were the solution to nightmarish infrastructure problems? Well, I highly doubt there's sol the solution. I mean, if you're very late for your very important appointment, I don't think a little lavender oil is going to make everything okay. But let's keep reading and find out. Maybe I'm wrong. Now, the article goes on to ask here, how bad is the situation, actually? Is the German public collectively going crazy over what are actually just minor delays with the railway system? It says here, after all, German children are taught that, quote, punctuality is the politeness of kings. I've never heard that. Punctuality is the politeness of kings. I like it. Um, it says, you could see these people getting annoyed, perhaps, by the smallest of schedule slips. So is the train really that late? And then they have some anecdotes. Let's look at a couple of examples they have. For example, Stefan Bonauer is a 34-year-old teacher from Munich. Starts teaching at 8 a.m. The trip from his home to his school takes 90 minutes, perhaps traveling a little too far for a low-paying teaching job. But Stefan probably really loves the kids and what he's doing. We need more teachers like Stefan Bonner who go 90 minutes to their job. He gets up at 4 a.m. to ensure he can catch the first possible train, maybe make it to work on time. Good for Stefan. Here's a quote from Stefan. I just cannot trust the train. Just cannot trust it. That's it. That's the only quote. They didn't get into it. <laughs> I would have loved to have heard more from Stefan. I enjoy his German accent. They have another story here about someone named Vera Meinert. Vera Meinert is another Munich resident returning home by train from a vacation in neighbor, neighboring Switzerland. She encountered congested rails, forcing her train to stop, and the passengers were transferred onto three buses that didn't have enough seats for everyone on the train. 
She had to race hundreds of other passengers to get onto the bus. She finally got to Munich two hours later. I mean, they're complaining about what seems to me to be an everyday occurrence in the New York City railway train uh, railway system. I lived it for a decade. This is just totally normal. And if you've been to the <laughs> been to New York, New York City, constantly trains shut down. I got to walk upstairs and take some bus. You don't even know what bus it is. You hope you get on the right one. The bus drivers aren't helpful. They won't even tell you where you're going or what the stop is. Yeah, apparently they're not they're not paid enough to inform anybody of what's about to happen. Oftentimes you don't even know that the train's not running because they won't make an announcement. They won't put up a sign. You have to wait for some other passenger. Luckily, someone walks up to you and goes, "Hey, look at you! Don't this train isn't coming? So come upstairs with me." You know, after I uh, dry hump your leg, because that's uh, that's what you get on the subway platforms in New York City. Out of control. This was a constant, constant occurrence. Uh, it says here, so yeah, it's obviously pretty bad. I don't know if it's quite obviously bad from these two little anecdotes. I mean, I don't know if we can extrapolate that to the entire railway system. But okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. The article goes on to say, nice smells fix things, right? right? People like nice smells. It's not like the German government is sitting completely idle over the situation. They have invested nearly $50 billion into upgrading the country's railways, but it's just not enough. There are too many problems contributing to the nightmare on these rails. Poor pay, constant overtime have led to staff shortages, which in turn resulted in a huge strike among rail workers earlier this year. Add to the crumbling infrastructure and the train doors that are too small for the number of people trying to get through them, and you have a real mess, a real mess. For its part, the railway company is using increasingly bizarre methods to please the angry passengers. As we mentioned, the latest trick is aromatherapy. The company is experimenting with pumping calming scents into the train cars to prevent passengers from rioting. <laughs> yeah, that always works. <laughs> just just pump some lavender. Just pump some, uh, what other ones do we like? Cinnamon? Do we like, oh, maybe lemon scent? That's very nice. I'm trying to think of more calming ones. Eucalyptus? That's pretty calming. I don't think it's going to stop a riot, uh, but it might help a headache, a slight headache. I, I don't know. I don't know. Needless to say, the public isn't particularly happy about the aromatherapy solution, <laughs> which they're calling scent doping. I, I will not be scent doped. This scent doping must stop. You cannot placate us with a little bit of lavender oil. Yeah. Staff on the train is getting just as fed up with the constant delays. Take, for example, an announcement a train conductor made on one train. The train driver has not yet arrived because of another delayed train. Unfortunately, we are, on the, we are currently blocking the traffic for this train. We are curious ourselves how this will be resolved. <laughs> I love that. We are curious ourselves about how this will be resolved. <laughs> Anybody back there know how to operate the train? Please, report up front. We are going to give you a breathalyzer. Never mind, you can drive it drunk. We need drivers very badly. Now, the article goes on to explain why these train crises are a cultural crisis for the German people, but I, I would rather talk more about the aromatherapy. It doesn't talk, say anything else about it except for that, that it's not working on the passengers, as it, as it probably wouldn't. But what a strange solution. I don't even know how you come up with that. He's just going to pump out, spend all this money to just install little, I don't know, what do you call those? Vaporizers in the train? Those little vape, you know, putting out the vapor of various soothing scents. <laughs> you would be better off just buying beer and pizza for everybody. Just give that out. It would probably be cheaper than your whole aromatherapy setup. Just deliver cookies to every train car constantly. That'll help soothe people a little bit. A cookie goes a long way, man. A cookie goes a long way. 
you know, scent of whatever. I, I'm not sure this is going to make anybody pleased. I mean, you're gonna, you really believe that you could stop a riot with some lavender? Bro, with, with a little bit of rosemary is going to stop a riot? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm going on too long about this, uh, the train situation in Germany, and I don't even know if it's that bad. Anyone living over there can corroborate that the railway system is this much out of sorts. I would love to hear from one of my listeners. 646-450-2012. The fifth caller is going to get a bottle of lavender. <laughs> Just kidding. Space tourism is becoming popular, and people will probably have sex in space. Researchers warn, though, you shouldn't get pregnant. Space sex, we're talking about space sex. Interstellar coitus on Weird AF News. <laughs> that was my intro. Space sex, we're talking about space sex. International baby-making time. Let's talk about space sex. You know, since people are... Taking off into space, billionaires like Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson are racing to the edge of space a couple years ago, trying to take off orbital tourism, you know, launching orbital tourisms. These rockets look like a big sex toy, which is uh, very coincidental. So can people have sex in space? Are people having sex in space? It says SpaceX launched its third batch of people who aren't professional astronauts into space. This was in May. Billionaire Yasaku Mazawa has booked a trip around the moon on the company's Starship Mega Rocket, which made its first attempt at launching into orbit in April. Entrepreneur Dennis Tito. Did he make the vodka? Tito's vodka? Oh, I love Tito's vodka. Dennis Tito. Did you invent Tito's vodka? Dennis Tito. I'm not sure if he's uh, affiliated with the vodka. Has booked two seats on a similar Starship lunar flight. One for himself and one for his wife. So romantic. Well, what's going to go on up there? Are they going to get the hanky-panky on? We'll have to find out. It says if you can shell up enough cash, wealthy people, wealthy people, anywhere, can book a vacation beyond the limits of the earth. And it can last anywhere from a few minutes to a few weeks if you want to stay up there for a few weeks. Some companies even aim to build hotels in Earth's orbit. Here's a quote from a researcher in some paper. It is unrealistic to assume that all space tourism participants will abstain from sexual activities. <laughs> I'm not sure what sex is. I've never had it. I, I once saw half a boob once. You know, I'm too busy writing research papers. I'm too busy. I'm too busy with the space stuff. Okay. Maybe one day. One day I can get it on. Oh, man. I once felt a very good after a breeze. You know, I was wearing very loose-fitting shorts and a breeze came by. I was about to play some ultimate frisbee with my friends. Um, we also like to play quit. We're very into that. We meet every Saturday for some Quidditch. Wow, I've never seen a woman without any clothes on either. Oh boy, oh boy. Anyways, back to space and sex. I think it's going to happen, but I have to tell you, if somebody gets pregnant, there's a chance that the background radiation of space would harm a freshly fertilized egg cell. Just letting you know it could harm. That radi radiation isn't going to be good for the fertilized egg cell, even if there's only in space for a day or two after the sex. You know, there's no telling how that would affect the rest of the pregnancy. These high-energy deep space radiation particles, I'll tell you, some of them pass right through the vehicle and then right through your person. They, they, their vehicles can't keep out all the space radiation particles. They're very small. They come right through, and they go right through people, too. That means they go right through your belly, where, where you might have some uh, baby. You might be a baby in there. So in theory, if one of them is coming through and it just so happens to hit your, your embryo while it's developing, 
that could have an effect on it. It's a, it's kind of an open question, but the consequences of becoming someone becoming pregnant in space could be very high because of this radiation. It may not even be possible to get pregnant in space, but it's probably not worth taking a chance, I'd say. You know, there's been very little research on the effects the space environment might have on reproductive systems. It's probably because space research has long been dominated by government agencies, you know, and they haven't done this sort of thing. In general, NASA stays away from sex and reproduction questions because none of us know anything about sex over here at NASA. We've never had it. We've heard about it. You know, um, we just don't engage in it. We don't know much about it. We're too busy talking about space and studying space and looking at stars. We got these big telescopes. The irony is the telescopes are like big, giant, you know, and they look like big, giant penises, really, when you think about it. You put it in your face and you look through the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, very penile, these things. Very, um, very phallic, these. But with them, we don't know nothing about the reproduction. It's not truly relevant to the work that we're doing in NASA right now on a day-to-day basis, but that's the thing, you know. So, But we're just trying to figure it out. You know, we'll figure it out. Somebody knows something about sex. Not me, but somebody. Oof, all right, I'm sorry. I couldn't do that nerd guy anymore. That we just we just took that over the top. It says here most of the space reproduction studies that do exist are focused on rodents. Their findings may not be very applicable to humans whatsoever, but they offer hints that reproductive functions could be affected by space radiation and microgravity. Yeah, it's obvious to me that it's going to be affected by radiation and microgravity. Everything is affected by this, even our bones. I mean, how could how could embryos not be affected by this? In one study, researchers put mouse embryos in an incubator on board a satellite. The embryos developed in space but sustained severe, severe DNA damage and had developmental defects. That, that's exactly what you're going to get. There's going to be more developmental defects than, I don't know, a trailer park in Kentucky. Because <laughs> radiation is way more powerful than inbreeding, I'm going to guess, all right? <laughs> In another research, exposure to microgravity decreased testosterone levels in sperm production in male rats. Some female rats have mated during space flight, but then shown signs of early pregnancy loss. Yeah. Some, form of radi- some forms of radiation on Earth are known to have negative effects on human pregnancy, but the galactic cosmic radiation that we experience in space doesn't have a good comparison to the ground. Yeah. It's, it's leagues and leagues higher strength than the cosmic radiation. I almost couldn't figure out what to say. <laughs> We have these, we have these hiccups, guys. Yeah, that cosmic radiation is just, it's a whole other level, bro. It's a whole other level. I've heard that these female astronauts, if they stay in space long enough, they stop having their period for crying out loud. It's just, this is why the whole, we're all going to relocate to Mars and live there is just such a cockamamie idea. I mean, simply from a reproductive standpoint, it's not going to work. Never mind all the other problems. My goodness. Like, like what, what are the problems, Josie? Uh, the fact that the temperature is like 300 degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> zero oxygen. Uh, look up the space dust and how deadly it is. Just the space dust on Mars is like ridiculous. It'll, it just, it's ridiculous. Just look up Martian space dust. It's a killer, man. It's a killer. You, oh, you think, you think pythons in Florida are a problem? Nothing compared to the space dust on Mars. All of that being said, that's in the realm of reproduction. The article also addresses, will sex be happening in space? Obviously, it's going to be happening in space. You're planning on building space hotels. People are going on these space tourism vacations for longer than a week, two weeks. Obviously, sex in space is going to be a thing. So, you know, the Mile High Club is going to be happening, but it's just going to be happening in way more miles above the Mile High Club. You know, the Mile High Club being in a plane. This is like, this is going to blow that away. I would be doing it if I was up there. Yay! 
Argentina will crack down on football fans who tear up money. Why are they tearing up the money? Let's learn. Argentina just announced they're going to punish foreign football fans who burn or tear up banknotes while attending matches in the country of Argentina. The practice has become a common way for fans of other clubs from elsewhere in South America to taunt the Argentinian home teams about the value of the Argentinian peso. So they're just really throwing it in the face of these poor Argentinians who are obviously dealing with some sort of inflation and economic turmoil. The country has been in economic difficulty, it says, for years with soaring inflation. Fans caught tearing up a peso bill will face up to 30 days in prison in an Argentinian prison for tearing up a dollar bill. Ooh. Tearing up money as a provocation has been used in particular by fans of clubs from Brazil and Chile. Argentina's Agency for the Prevention of Violence in Sports says the practice violates existing laws that prohibit incitement to quarrel at a sporting event and, quote, provocations that will disturb the public order. Offending fans will be detained by local law enforcement and their clubs may also be punished if the problem persists. Argentina's annual inflation rate has risen steeply in recent years and early this year passed 100% for the first time since the end of the hyperinflation of the early 90s. In June, it reached 115%, according to the country's statistics agencies. The country has been in a dramatic fall in its exchange rate. In February, the central bank introduced a new 2,000 peso note after the value of the 1,000 peso note, previously the largest bill, fell to just $2.70 U.S. on the alternate markets. When Argentina's current currency was introduced in 1992, its value was pegged at one U.S. dollar, but that fixed rate was abandoned after the financial crisis that hit the country in 2001 and 2002. On and on about the turbulence of the country's economics and politics. Very, very sad. And for fans of the other teams visiting Argentina to tear up the money at the sporting event, it's pretty insensitive and it's very dehumanizing and it's attacking them beyond sports but this is soccer bro and this is what fans do they get very personal if you're unaware yeah they'll, they'll kill you soccer they'll, they'll, they'll unleash you know machine gun cracks at a soccer game that just it's crazy soccer fans are insane probably the most insane fans in the world are soccer fans i would say can you think of fans that are more out of control than soccer fans so i mean to ask them to not rip up money. Just be thankful they're only ripping up the money and not ripping up, I don't know, the babies of Argentina during a game. I mean, that's my take on it. Like, it's not so bad, bro. It's not so bad. This is soccer, after all. Be, be thankful they're not burning down the stands, this sort of thing. That's just my opinion. Uh, maybe you think it's horrible. You can call the show and talk to me about it. Also, you know, isn't Argentina known for really being quite racist themselves from my understanding they, they they harbored nazis that escaped germany for crying out loud they still have like neo-nazi parades and gatherings from my understanding so yeah I'm, i think we should let this one slide a little bit Yay! hey everyone thanks for spending a little time with the weird af news podcast and yours truly i am humbled and grateful for your time and your loyal listenership. And I hope you'll continue to do so. Please subscribe if you haven't. Just FYI, if you're new to the podcast, I do weird news five days a week, only weird news. And on Friday, it's only news from Florida. So that's what we get. And I don't pronounce names in places properly. Just just 
full disclosure, I can't pronounce names and places. That's what you're getting. I do bad accents and I sing a lot of 90s R&B songs. So that's what you're getting. Do you like Keith Sweat and bad accents? Then you'll love Weird AF News. <laughs> Uh, anyways, listen, if you guys want to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com if you want to drop me any articles. You can slide into my DMs, too, on Instagram, at funnyjones, anytime, anyplace. The, uh, the DMs are always open. I'm going to be traveling for the remainder of this week. I'm going to be in Mexico City, so I'll be recording the show from Mexico City. So just FYI, you might get a little different quality um, depending on the sort of audio setup that I'm subjected to. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, I like to always, uh, you know, bring, I bring my equipment, obviously, and then I try to, you know, given the space that I'm staying in, I try to make a sound booth, a, a little like homemade sound booth uh, using pillows and blankets and wh- whatever I can find, closets. But I'm, I'm at the mercy of whatever's in the place, in the space, so... I'm going to try and make it sound as, as good as I can. So, but I just want to give you a disclosure that it, it may be a little bit off for the next few days. So don't freak out. Um, we'll get, Daddy will be back in the closet in a week. So don't worry about that. I'm going to be doing some shows down in Mexico City as well. So if, you're, if you happen to be down there or you know a friend that's down, down there, uh, follow my Instagram account for all the show details, at Funny Jones. And uh, yeah, come out and support. I'm not doing shows in, in, in Espanol, by the way. It's sh- shows in English. We're doing shows in English only down here. I mean, I don't know what kind of Superman you think I am that I could do a show in Espanol. There's just no way. It's not happening. Um, okay, what else? If you want to support the show, yeah, that's a thing you can do. Support the show. Tell a friend about Weird AF News. Please suggest it. Write me a review as well. That doesn't cost anything. And if you have a little bit of extra ducats on you and you want to support the show that way, you can join the Patreon or buy me a coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. That's where you can buy a coffee. You can also click on the Patreon link in this description of this podcast. You can download the Patreon app on your smartphone and then do a search for Weird AF News. It's the only one. Or you can go to Weird AF, uh, excuse me, you could go to patreon.com slash News and support the show that way. Anyways, I hope you're healthy, wealthy, and you got a smile on your face. And as always, good luck with your life, man.